Hey guys, we're back with our sixth episode of Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people who are in relationships with TV. It's finally fall. Happy October. It's kind of getting spooky. It's a little chillier outside. So who better to cozy up with than your television or your podcast? Yeah, or us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a special spooky episode this time. It's the best time of year. We love October. It's we the best love month. It. I love it. I was thinking about it because everyone always seems to love fall so much. And I also love fall that much. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping with the spooky theme, our top three this week, we're going to do favorite spooky top villains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to say spooky as many times as possible. Exactly. That's the code word of the evening. Mm-hmm. My number three villain is Helena from Orphan Black, mm. which is a show I really want you to watch one day. I will. It's very good. But Helena is, um, she's not completely a villain per se for the entire series, but she starts out definitely a villain. She's very creepy and scary and very unpredictable. And one of the spookiest things about her is that every time she pops up or is about to do something crazy there's this very creepy like sound effect that they play mm-hmm. like in the in the music while it's happening in the scene it's kind of like her theme song almost. i always like when characters have a theme song like yeah that. it's like a light motif mm-hmm. to bring up some of my music 101 college <laughs> class more than me terminology <laughs> but it's very good it's like one of my favorite aspects of the show is her little theme how she has that is she played by tatiana yes okay so she, Tatiana's playing one of her many roles. I think she plays, she plays at least 10 different characters mm-hmm. on that show. And this one is maybe by far one of the craziest ones. She's playing this like Ukrainian kind of assassin mm. <laughs> character. But every time she shows up, you just like tense up because you know, like she, she's a truly unpredictable character because a lot of characters, you know, you don't, they are not, the other characters aren't really in danger. Like the show kind of wants you to think that you are but you know that no one's going to die. But with Helena, you just never know. Like, something really bad could go down. (laughs) So, she's my number three. My number three is... I had a hard time choosing him, but I couldn't not choose him. Um, is Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Okay. I mean, Kevin Spacey is... A spooky sexual predator. Mm-hmm. In real life, the one of the spookiest. Yeah. So we're just gonna forget about him. I'm only talking about Frank Underwood. Okay. <laughs> and um, sometimes I would find myself being on his side. That's how good of a villain he is. And I like that when you're watching the show, you see all the behind the scenes so you know he's a villain. But if you were to imagine him as the president, you would think that he is a really great guy. And it's kind of really creepy. Yeah, that makes it way scarier. Yeah, so that was one of the reasons why I chose him as my number three. That's a really good one. Well, some of the worst living people, like serial killers and stuff, they're able to put on that act, so... Mm -hmm. It's realistic. It's true. Very creepy. My number two villain is... I don't know if you outrightly would think of him as a villain, per se. Okay. But um, it's Jonah on Veep. <laughs> that was a really good one. Thank you. He He's definitely not a good guy, but... Um, I was thinking about how he's like diabolical and ruins everything, but it's not usually on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like he's just so dumb. 
no. and bad at his job. He has good intentions. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Yeah. He's just, uh, he's, he's like oddly fascinating and you hate him, but you somehow want him in every scene just because he's really funny, but also everyone else's reactions to him are so funny. Mm-hmm. Like there's some of my favorite parts on the show. I had, I've read this interview with the actor who plays him, Timothy Simons, mm-hmm. and he was saying that the second you start feeling sympathy or like you feel bad for Jonah at all because his life really is pathetic Mm -hmm. but then he'll make you regret that almost immediately because he'll say something just awful and gross probably and it's just he just cracks me up and some of the best lines on all of Veep are insults at Jonah yeah definitely I love that guy I hate him but I love him you hate to love him hate to love him okay I think you're gonna like my number two. Oh, I can't wait I chose Plankton from Spongebob okay did you choose no he's not my number one but But he's he's on my bonus yes that's amazing he's an amazing villain he is amazing he's He's so funny he's like the epitome of a villain he is he's like just the classic caricature of a villain that voice Mm -hmm. his evil little laugh and also but he's actually just like a little a little guy (laughs) which i feel like most villains are just overcompensating for something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's such a good pick. We love Spongebob. We love Spongebob. I don't think that's been mentioned yet. No. It's actually kind of sad. I feel kind of guilty because yeah. I really do love Spongebob. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that pick. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> uh, so my number one, and I don't think you've watched this show, but it's Catherine from The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I have not watched it, actually. Well, so Catherine is actually Nina Debrev playing a dual role. So it's kind of funny that two of my top three villains are, like, dual roles. Yeah, that is interesting. But for me, I, I was a late adopter to Vampire Diaries. I watched it when it was on Netflix. And it was before the show had ended, so I got caught up. But it had been out for quite a while. And um, the first season is good. Like, it held my attention. But then... This other character comes in at the end of the towards the end of the first season and into the second. And I feel like that's when the show really gets going because this other character, Catherine, is just like this really twisty, turny villain. And I I appreciate when villains like kind of have a softer side, but I also like when villains are just pure evil, and that's what she is. <laughs> and um she's also really funny. I feel like there's a lot of humor opportunities with like just classic like melodramatic villains but she also makes fun of a lot of the like classic cw drama aspects of the rest of the show which i appreciate it's like she kind of adds like self-awareness to the show and i feel like she legitimately shows that nina debrev is a good actor because her main character elena i don't feel like she gets a lot to do on the show she's just kind of your classic kind of like damsel in distress most Mm -hmm. of the time but then she gets to be Catherine, who's just like crazy and like she's just bad and wants to make everyone's lives miserable Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she just has a lot more to do and so it's fun seeing those two sides of her are they related in the show or do they just happen to look alike or is that a spoiler there's like this whole other storyline there's (laughs) it's kind of a spoiler but the show's been over for so long yeah so on the show doppelgangers are like play a huge role. She has other doppelgangers that go further back in history and stuff. So this character, Catherine, is her doppelganger from, like, kind of the Civil War era, which is when the two main guy vampires were from. So they knew her back then. Mm. And so then when they meet her in, like, present day, they're like, whoa, why do you look exactly like 
blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> I really like Vampire Diaries. <laughs> it's good. That explanation sounded really funny. <laughs> it's weird. Well, I don't it's... know if it piqued my interest or took it down a notch. <laughs> well, it's very Halloween-y and spooky, so... That's true. Maybe you should give it a try. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, my number one was Benjamin Linus from Lost. Oh. You know, I was doing some research to make sure I didn't have some villains that I had just totally forgotten about, and he's, yeah, like, he, number one on so he many He was lists. on a lot of lists, but it's because he's so creepy. He just was always really eerie to me, and... Yeah, just your perfect villain that can be sympathetic, and then you're like, wait a second, no. Mm -hmm. I was always scared of him when I watched that when I was younger, so he was probably like one of the first villains that I really encountered on TV, Mm -hmm. other than like Kate from Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, (laughs) it was kind of, I was trying to go back and see which shows had straight up villains. Yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah. I feel like. It's usually like people are in conflict a lot, but there's not necessarily one always evil character. Mm -hmm. So, especially on TV. Yeah. Movies have a lot more. Oh, totally. Which is interesting. Because usually the villains eventually kind of develop into something more as seasons go on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can't really do that in movies as much. Mm Mm-mm. So you had Plankton as a bonus. Yes, Plankton was a bonus. Another, he's, I feel like this is another character that starts out kind of villainous, but then kind of evolves. But I was thinking Pete on Mad Men. Yeah. He's definitely never necessarily a good guy, but he's not necessarily like actively in fights and conflicts and stuff at the end and everyone by the end of Mad Men everyone's mainly fighting their inner demons Mm -hmm. more than like other characters especially other main characters Mm -hmm. but definitely in the first season I consider him a villain definitely and he's one of those if he's a villain then he's one that I love to hate because he is so funny yeah he's so entertaining he's so obnoxious but he just does things that are just so true to his awful character throughout the show. And he just becomes, like, one of my favorite characters. And which... I feel like we all know people who are very similar <laughs> yes. to Pete. Yeah. Unfortunately. Bless their hearts. <laughs> I had... Oh, when we first decided we were going to do this, the first person that came to my mind... I didn't choose her because it's a TV movie, but um, it's Pat from Smart House. <laughs> Pat's iconic. Yeah, she's... I love her. And I love referencing that movie in general, so she was just the first villain I thought of, so I had to give her a shout-out. She's truly the OG. Yeah. Another bonus I had was Joe McCoy from Friday Night Lights from season three, JD's dad. Oh, yeah. Because he just... Oh, I hate him so much. He's such a bad dude. That's a good one. But, But, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't have... I don't, like, want to give him the honor of being on my actual top three. But no. I really hate him. Yeah. Oh, another one. <laughs> ding, 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 John Hamm on <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. He is so good. <laughs> he is so weird and so, so funny. I love seeing him be so creepy and weird. Yeah. Spooky, might spooky. you say? He's very spooky. But yeah, I was, the first time I watched season one, I was really stressed out. Yeah. I was like, they're buying everything he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Good TV. He has a way with words and a way with women. <laughs> he does. And his name is Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. It's amazing. The last one, I have a lot, but I'll 
The last one I'll talk about is Rowan Pope from Scandal. Oh. He's Olivia Pope's dad. I've and... only watched the first season, so I haven't seen her dad yet. Oh, he's not even in the first season? I don't think so. The first season's really short. It's like half a okay. season long. It's all smushed together for me, yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know. But he's terrible. Especially when he's your dad, you're going to fall for him a couple of times thinking that he's telling you the truth, and then mm-hmm. he's not. I wish I could offer any more feedback then yeah (laughs) but i haven't watched that but that's what happens when we've watched different things yeah that was a good one i like that the over only overlap was plankton (laughs) yeah that's true that's interesting (laughs) i love that okay well should we get to spooky tv news there was a lot of spooky tv news this week as far as stuff on the news but yeah very psychologically spooky and dark times yeah but the one piece of news that i have should brighten your day because fox ordered an animated series with Kristen wig and maya rudolph oh my gosh i did not see that yeah and it's called bless the hearts it also has ike baron holtz dang you know i'm as the reigning mem- president of the ike baron holtz <laughs> fan, fan club, club. I can't, we, we as a group can't wait to watch this show. Yeah, I'm very excited. And also, it gets better. No. Because Seth Cohen is an executive producer. What? Yeah. Adam? Adam. That's amazing. So. What a fun group of people. I know. I'm so curious too what it'll look like. It's funny because I actually wrote Seth Cohen on my notes. But I really meant Adam Brody. (laughs) But in my head, they're interchangeable. They're the same person. What? Has he had any... I mean, obviously, that's his biggest, most famous role. But what... what, In the Land of Women is a movie that he's in that I love. Okay. Do you know his character's name in that? No. Seth Cohen? (laughs) Yeah. So I literally didn't even notice that I said that. That's hilarious. Until you said Adam. And I was like, who? (laughs) You're like giving me the like, stop it (laughs) signal. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Cut, (laughs) cut. Oh, that's funny. So So he's, is he in it? I don't think so. I think he's just an executive producer. Interesting. Well, I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Cool. Plus, I like all their voices. Yeah, they all have great voices. I've always thought that Ike should be a voice actor. Mm -hmm. He's got such a cartoony voice. He does. I love that guy. He's glad he's hitting his stride, you know? Yeah, me too. So, I have a horrible piece of TV news. No. Um, Freaks and Geeks is leaving Netflix. What? Yeah. I almost started crying when I when? saw that. It's this month. But, like, I might have to just buy it. I might, I legitimately might buy it on Amazon. That sounds illegal. Well, and it's like, I feel like it's, oh, let's celebrate the 25th anniversary. Well, I feel like so many people have been talking about it recently. Yeah. Well, they just made the documentary. Yeah. I'm hoping, I don't know, Hulu's picked up all my other favorite That's shows true. that got taken off Netflix. So we'll see. Hopefully, Hulu saves the day. Yeah. It's off today, <gasps> October 1st. I'm breaking news. So sad. That's horrible. Especially because you needed to watch it again. Yeah. Well, let's have a moment of silence for freaks and geeks. Okay, that's long enough. (laughs) I think a car drove by and ruined it anyway. (laughs) But yeah, so that's horrible. Bad news. I should have let you go. Oh, no. We're live reporting from checking our Netflix app. And it's gone. There's just some stupid stuff with freaks in the title. When I type freaks, the first movie or TV show that comes up is Cirque de Freak, the vampire's assistant. 
It's <laughs> not what we need. No. Also, some freaks, which has a very and scary photo. Monster High Freaky Fusion. This is an outrage. I thought I at least had another month. Yeah, so did I. They should have notified us. I didn't know. Busy. We got some words for her. Should have yeah. given us a heads up. I hope she does a Freaks and Geeks reunion on her show. That would be amazing. Seems like a really good way to start strong with yeah. her new show. I think she was saying that she's been working on a Dawson's Creek one. Okay. So we're getting somewhere. That's good. I don't care nearly as much about Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I've never watched it. I started it once. I just felt like I'd seen other teen shows I liked better. Yeah, that makes sense. I kind of just missed the boat. I would still appreciate a reunion because I yeah. just love a good TV reunion. Yeah. Another piece of TV news. It's actually funny because I thought this was going to be the same one you said about a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Because Wendy and Lizzie Molyneux, who are writers on Bob's Burgers, are starting a new animated series where they are... I'm not sure. I think they're pro- executive producers. But it's with Nick Offerman, Megan Mullally, Jenny Slate, Will Forte. And wow. um, those are those are the main people I knew. <laughs> End of list. That's but, still a stacked list. Yeah, exactly. It's great people. And it's funny because all of those people are have been on Bob's Burgers. And they're all really funny when they're on it. They're all mm-hmm. great, uh, great voice actors. And it's going to be called... The Great North, which I assume is about Canada. Cool, I like it. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Two new animated series. Oh, I also heard today, and I need to read a little bit more about this, but did you hear that one of the next um, Black Mirror episodes, they're trying yes. to make it, like, choose your own adventure interactive. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, because then it, you'll literally be inside a Black Mirror episode, which sounds terrifying. Yeah. But so cool. I'm surprised I didn't write that down, but I think it's because I read it right before we were recording. Oh, so. yeah, because it was literally dropped today, at yeah. least from what I And I seeing. think they also said that it's not going to be the only show that they're going to do that. I think that's just the first one. So cool. Scary. And also, I'm too curious, so can I go back and choose a different adventure and see what happens? I feel like they should let you do that. I would hope so. Start the episode over. Because I still want to know all the other endings Mm -hmm. and decide which one is the best. I mean, that's how I would do it when I was actually reading a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy, though. It's crazy that um, people were saying that they're kind of moving into the gaming industry, mm-hmm. and, but then merging both of those. That's weird. Yeah, it's way weird. And it's also very spooky that mm-hmm. it's merging, like, specifically with Black Mirror, mm-hmm. because that's already really creepy as it is. Yeah, it's a good trial one. Mm-hmm. It'll be very intriguing. Yeah, I'm scared, but excited. <laughs> I love Chris. I look forward to Christmas break every year now because it's when I get to watch Black Mirror. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like one of my new traditions. It's a spooky Christmas. Yeah, it's a very spooky Christmas. <laughs> you got to bring yourself back down to earth, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So- okay. So. Me and Jordan both watched a show that a lot of our favorite celebs have been talking about, and it's Castle Rock. It's a Hulu original. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan's really good at the brief overviews. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you probably jinxed it. I'm just going to be saying nonsense this time, but I'll give it a shot. (laughs) 
Basically, all I knew about it starting the show was that it was loosely based on Stephen King. And I didn't writings. even know that. And it's interesting because at first I thought that since I don't know, I haven't, I haven't never actually read a Stephen King book. I've seen a few movies based on Stephen King books and stories. So I didn't know if I would be just be lost the whole time. But it's really only like inspired by and it's kind of set in the world of Stephen King. And some of the characters, I think, are inspired by other characters. So if you are a big Stephen King fan, you'll appreciate more about it and maybe kind of know more things off the bat than we both did when we were watching it. But you don't need to have watched it. Basically, this um, the show is about this guy, Henry Deaver, who goes back to his hometown. He's a death row lawyer, and he goes back because they find a prisoner, basically, that was locked away in this in the town prison, which is Shawshank. <laughs> which I was like, oh, that's weird that they're using that same prison from my dad's favorite movie, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, geez, you can't find another prison name. And then I found out, oh, Shawshank Redemption is actually a Stephen King novel. Yeah. So we learned a lot while it we were was watching this. Very educational. It was kind of like um, reading Rainbow for Adults. <laughs> all Stephen King based. Yeah. But basically, the town, in the prison, the town, um, they get a new warden at the prison. They find out that there was this whole wing that wasn't being used, and so they go down to kind of take inventory of how many unused beds they have. And while they're searching down there, they find out that there's a boy being lo- who's been locked in a cage, and they don't even know how long or how he got there. Or what his name is. Yeah, he's just this very mysterious figure, basically. Mm-hmm. And so then... <laughs> I'm doing the worst job of explaining this. I, I feel, feel like, like that's all we can really explain without giving anything else away. Yeah, that's true. So the guy, Henry, who comes back to this town where he grew up is a lawyer. And so he decides he's going to try and help this boy that they found because they still have him locked up because they don't have any uh, proof that he should be released. But they also don't know how he got there. So mm-hmm. there's like this whole mystery of who he is and if he's innocent. And then all these spooky occurrences keep happening around the town once they bring this boy up from that cage yep great i think you did a great job thank you i feel like i was even confusing myself as i was saying it so we'll see yeah well so this show was very confusing and you have to pay very close attention yes i had to ask jordan about a million questions and i had to ask wikipedia about a million questions (laughs) i did think it was really good from the get-go And I wouldn't say it ended reminding me of Sharp Objects, but the beginning did because just kind of like someone returning to their hometown and they're Mm -hmm. not excited to go back. And they have clearly a lot of um, bad, mysterious um, history with this town. Mm -hmm. And I was excited to kind of see that those questions answered. Like when you learn more about him, Henry. Yeah. And it was a little... It was very slow at the beginning and was a lot of character development. Yes. Very similar to Sharp Objects. So I like that comparison. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, I'll go through who the cast. Oh, good idea. So the main character, Henry, is played by Andre Holland, who I recognized from Moonlight. And I didn't really recognize him from other things. But Moonlight was the only I thing I'd seen with him. he was a regular on a show, but I don't remember what show. <laughs> Melanie Linsky is another one of the main characters, and I feel like her uh, most well-known things that she's in are Ever After, Perks of Being a Wallflower, 
and Sweet Home Alabama. I forgot that she's in Sweet Home. Yeah, and also, um, she randomly follows me on Twitter. So, Jordan's famous. Um, we're close personal friends. One time she liked one of my tweets, I think it was a mistake, but she didn't unlike it. I think she only follows me because I used to tweet about Jason Ritter so much. And they're together. Yeah, they're engaged. Yeah. I thought she was really good in it, but I just Keep always feel so weird. Close. <laughs> yeah, apparently I was some sort of a threat. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was pretty creepy how often I would tweet about him. I went through a very... I mean, I don't know. It feels weird that I'm not obsessed with Jason Ritter anymore, but I just... They got engaged and it just felt a little too real. <laughs> and when she started following me on Twitter, I felt... Embarrassed. I was very embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not not embarrassed now talking about it, but she is great in this. She really was so good. Yeah, she was amazing. Well, and she's from New Zealand? Yeah. And you would never know. No. It was, she really was, like, astoundingly good to me. Yeah. Especially because in one episode when she has, like, a very different part she's playing suddenly. Mm-hmm. And she was so convincing. Because she's playing, most of the series she's playing a very, like, awkward, quiet person. Like, there's some scenes where I felt so uncomfortable mm-hmm. watching her. She's just so good. I really liked her in that. And I'm not just saying that because she's one of my closest friends. And because we're gonna tag her in a yeah. tweet <laughs> and make her listen podcast. to this. <laughs> well, now we have to cut all that out. <laughs> Another main character playing the boy under locked in a cage under the prison is Bill Skarsgård, uh-huh. who is best known as Pennywise from It, <laughs> from It that came out last year. I really wanted him to do the dance, but he didn't do it. <laughs> His tall, lanky body. But so yeah, funny. he was he was good. He really is made for these like spooky roles. He has this very eerie presence about him, mm-hmm. even when he's being. Normal. Normal. He still is, like, just a very kind of, like, gothic vibe to him. Not gothic, like, black eyeliner, but gothic, like, an old gothic castle. (laughs) Like, he doesn't look like a modern person. Yeah! He's very Mm gargoyle-y. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't even know how to try and describe it anymore. That's perfect. (laughs) Bill Scar Gargoyle. (laughs) Scar (laughs) Scoyle. But yeah, he's, like, oddly beautiful. Yeah. Like, he's, he's very beautiful. striking. Jordan made the comparison earlier that he's kind of like a Harry Styles, and I would agree. Yeah. There's, those, like, just deep-set eyes. Also, another main character who was amazing in this was Sissy Spacek. Yeah, the mom. Yeah. <laughs> she was awesome. She So, Sissy Spacek is best known for her role in Carrie. She also was in Coal Miner's Daughter, and um, you may know her from Hot Rod. She's in a very eclectic list of movies. Yeah. But she was very good in this. Yeah, she has like a whole episode and it's really 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 good. It oh, it was probably one of the best episodes I've seen I've watched this year. Yeah. It was just it was it reminded beautiful. me a lot of a maniac episode actually kind of ish. Just like how they go back and forth. Oh, yeah. Like a non-linear timeline. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh my gosh, it was so good. When it's all about like memories mm-hmm. and family and it was so good. It was beautiful. Oh, Terry O'Quinn from Lost is in it. Mm-hmm. Plays John Locke. And, um, oh, this was so funny. I can't believe I didn't talk to you about this yet. One of the prison guards, oh. I looked him up on IMDb, and as I was scrolling through, I was like, oh my gosh, I know where I know him from. It's Max Keeble's big move. <laughs> oh my gosh. He plays that bully that writes his victim's names on his t-shirt. Oh my gosh. And I, 
That's crazy. It changed the whole thing for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and look that up. It's so funny. He looks really different, but also eerily the same. And so mm-hmm. I, and I'm proud because I really did realize it right before I saw it on IMDb. So I like thought it and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope it's him. And then I found it and, and I was right. so happy. Well, my favorite character was Ken Cosgrove from Yes. He plays the pastor and he's really, really kind of creepy. Yeah, he is. And like, you don't trust him. No. But he was good. Yeah, he was he's really a, he good. He's not in it very much, but he really was good. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of fun cameos. Like, yeah. um, if you watched Fargo, Allison Tolman mm-hmm. plays Melanie Linsky's sister, which was great casting because they look alike. They look very similar. So that was really fun to see her. It was good. And oh. the show was kind of Fargo-y, so good. Yes. I, I really would kind of, it's like kind of a Halloween-y Sharp Objects meets Fargo. Mm-hmm. Kind of those, like, especially because it felt cold the whole time, like, and when I watched Fargo, I just felt freezing yeah, in season that's one. Very true. Another fun thing about the show was how many, even just the actors were all had these direct Stephen King like connections. Mm-hmm. Like Sissy Spacek is in Carrie. Um, obviously, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise in It. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, the kid who plays Henry Deaver's son is in It also. He's one oh. of the, the Losers Club kids. Okay. And they were just like, Kind of little things like that. Um, oh, and Jane Levy is also in it. Her name, her character's name is kind of a spoiler because it's like a big Stephen King Easter egg. Mm-hmm. But she was really good in it. It was her scenes felt kind of random because she was pretty funny and there's not a lot of humor in the show. Mm-mm. But I always do appreciate when they throw in some lighter parts in shows that are that dark. Um, another thing I was surprised. I'm sorry that I'm just kind of like reading like, the cast and crew list, but I was surprised that J.J. Abrams was a producer. Oh, I hadn't I heard that, that before. Yeah. yeah. I pretty much trust anything J.J. Abrams has to offer me. Yeah. Everything his name is tied to is usually good. Yeah. So I like that it was so different than anything else I've watched from him, but also he's so good. Everything he does has such good character development, and there was mm-hmm. definitely a lot of good character development. Something I didn't like was the coloring of the show mostly when they were in the prison it was like that like black and white feel but not black and white enough where it was like a little bit colored i hated that coloring yeah it, it was hard to see was like, distracting to me i would watch it when i was watching it during the day there was like a horrible glare mm-hmm. on my tv you can't and see so anything i just had to hope that They'd shine the flashlight on certain things. (laughs) I felt like it was very distracting and it wasn't consistent. Like towards the end, like after the the seventh episode, I feel like they never did that weird coloring again. But it was almost like the whole first episode was filmed like that. So it's interesting interesting. because I didn't really notice that. But I trust you because those are the kinds of things you're really good at picking up on. I don't know. It was weird to me. Yeah. Did it look like they were trying to be kind of like old fashioned with it or something? Yeah, a little bit. It was just supposed to, I think it was just showing like dark and cold type vibes. Yeah. Which they do throughout the show. So they didn't really need to lean in that much. No. Hmm, that's interesting. Something I made a note of when I was watching was that if you ever have any inkling that you're living in, like, a Stephen King town, you should move away (laughs) immediately. Because, I mean, that's how I felt when I was watching It. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would you even stay in that horrible town? No. And that's how I felt about this one. It's like Gotham Mm -hmm. in Batman. Like, why would you ever live there? Just move away if you ever want to be happy. One thing in this movie was a lot of bird stuff. 
and I hate <laughs> birds. So it was really terrifying. And there's also this part where a bird gets stuck in a windshield wiper. And it was yeah. so traumatizing to me because one time I was stri- we were driving on a road trip and a bird hit the antenna and wrapped around it and Ew. died. And it stayed there, and we had to pull it off the antenna <gasps> when we got to our destination. That's horrible. So, was I living in a Stephen King novel? I don't know. Who's to say? But I think yes. Yeah, I think so. Signs point to yes. That's disgusting. I know. How old were you? It was in college. Yeah, I was in Jackson Hole to Rexburg, so probably. Yeah. If you had been a child when that happened, you would probably be a serial killer now. Or Those AMI. are the kind of events. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah. The last note that I have is my misnophonia really kicked in. Which part? Especially towards the end, there's there's a really, really long scene or series of scenes where they're literally playing the same noise over and over and over and over again. It's just like a dun, 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 dun. That's so funny because I didn't even notice that because yeah. I don't have that. No. Misnophonia is a disease that I have self-diagnosed myself with, where I'm, like, very susceptible to being very irritable when there's, like, repeating noises. <laughs> Dax Shepard was actually just talking about it on his podcast and was laughing about it and saying how it... He was very flippant. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's rude. And he was laughing about how it can, like, drive people to want to kill people. And I was like... Honestly, I haven't killed anyone, but <laughs> I might have felt that way. Like when someone's like shaking their leg on a bench and I can feel it or like tapping their pencil. I have bad thoughts. <laughs> well, and that combined with your uh, comment a few minutes ago about how you might be a serial killer. <laughs> we'll just, we'll I'm document spooky. this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it's funny too, because Melanie Linsky is actually, she has me Oh yeah, that's too. true. Because yeah. she was like, I don't think I can see Phantom Thread. Yeah. Oh, another really cool thing about Castle Rock was that young Sissy Spacex character was um, played by her daughter, Skylar Fisk, who is in um, Orange County, the Babysitter's Club movie, and Snow Day. <laughs> but now she's a singer instead of actor. Oh. But well, those I was are like, still great movies to have on your resume. I know. You can quit when your IMDb is that solid. Yeah, seriously. It's really good. One other thing about the show. I do think it was really good. I didn't... It's hard coming off of Maniac, which we j- loved. Yeah. There were a lot of things about this I really liked. That seventh episode where Sissy, it's basically a showcase for her, was mm-hmm. amazing. I feel like it was... I, it did take a while for me to get really into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have done... Moved it quicker especially in the first few episodes. Yeah, I mostly just felt like it was a little inconsistent mm-hmm. with, like, what they wanted to do and where they wanted to go with it. But all the characters and all the acting was really good. Yeah, like, I would still recommend it, and yeah. I definitely don't regret watching it. One thing I do feel like, I just kept thinking after episode nine, there's ten total episodes, and I feel like nine would have been a really great ending Mm -hmm. because even though I still would have had a lot of questions, I feel like I didn't love the explanations of some of the answers in the 10th episode. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would have just dropped me off and it would have almost been kind of like the end of The Shining where you're like, wait, excuse me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what just happened? But I feel like there's this last image where um, I feel like 
something's happening where you're like, oh my gosh, is that how this is connected? And I was kind of like happy with that as an ending. And then the 10th episode, I don't know. I just kind of wasn't that excited about it. Yeah. If that made any sense. But it was still watch good. for yourself and tell us how you feel about it. Yeah, it's definitely good if you're looking for a new spooky, not too long show. Mm-hmm. It's really good for the Halloween season because it definitely is very tense. And I did think it would be scarier, mm-hmm. but there were times when I was freaked out. Well, and I was watching it in a hotel room by myself and okay. it <laughs> got pretty eerie, actually. Yeah. I had to turn it off and watch This Is Us. <laughs> I didn't ever watch it super late because I didn't know how scary it would be. And I'm glad that I did because there were, after I finished it, I was still thinking about it mm-hmm. and kind of like watching around corners of in my house and stuff. So checking the shower for yeah. any intruders. Yeah, it does a good job. So it's definitely a good show. Yeah. I'm proud of Hulu. Okay, so who's your spooky boyfriend of the week? My spooky boyfriend is Andre Holland, the lead of Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. I thought he was... A, hot. Yes. B, check. Um, well, one A. Part of... <laughs> one? <laughs> I mean, like, if... Part like part of A. It's not a separate thing. Yeah, got it. I, I really liked his outfits. Yes. They all he looked... <laughs> they just fit him really well. Yeah. He did really, good. He looked, he looked great. Really good. Um, I thought he was really good at acting. Um, I was kind of mad at him in the last episode, but kind of took a dark turn. Yeah. But... I thought he was really good. I just thought he was a good, solid lead. He carried that show, even though I wasn't familiar with him as an actor, really, mm-hmm. besides uh, Moonlight. And I just thought he did a great job. So yeah, I was really into him, too. He's my boyfriend this week. It's surprising because neither of us chose Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, I'm actually... Well, I couldn't tell. Bill isn't really my type, yeah, personally. Yeah, that's true. But I can also appreciate that he's, like, this oddly beautiful person. Yeah. You He's know, beautiful. especially in the few times in this show when he was like acting like a normal person, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, he looks good. Yeah. But like still kind of that like skull look. <laughs> he does look like a skull. <laughs> yeah. He's he would be a, if if the rule had been to pick a spooky boyfriend this week, he would have been the spookiest possible one. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay. Mine was. Did you catch John Mayer's new TV show? <laughs> no, I didn't watch his live. You better watch it before it expires in 20 oh minutes. Gosh. Okay, it's only on it. I mean, I'll watch it anyway, but well, sell our viewers, so <laughs> our he, listeners. So every Sunday now, he's going to help you um, get rid of the Sunday scaries, <gasps> which it, it worked. It did. Oh because my gosh. it was the best way to end my Sunday night. That's perfect. So he's going to go live every Sunday at, it's 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So. Okay. Figure it out what time that is for you. Not that we really have any <laughs> listeners outside of Utah right now, but maybe. Hey, my parents listened, I think. That's true. They're but still mountain they still time, mountain? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they're in Colorado. Um, Trisha, my sister's in Idaho. <laughs> still mountain <snow. laughs> Um But it's out of the state. Yeah, that's so true. Pretty so we cool. Have, we cut Shout out to you guys. Three states. Um, Call in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> anyway... So he is trying out this new TV show on his Instagram live, and it's just like a talk show. But he legitimately put together a set, and he hot glued like 50 stuffed dogs 
to this background. What? And also has like a neon rainbow sign. Well, that sounds amazing. It's incredible. And he made it himself. And he was like, I know that you guys are going to be like, you're rich. Like, why wouldn't you just like hire someone to make you a cool set? And it's like, no. I want to show you guys that I care about this enough to do it on my own. And my other favorite part was he, because he doesn't have sponsors or anything. He's literally just in his house doing this. Like, he, like, accidentally double tapped, so it's flipped the camera around, and his house was just pitch black. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And everything was set up on an ironing board. He told us at the end, he was like, yeah, this is an ironing board. And he had all these different drinks on the side that he kept drinking out of to try to get sponsors. So at one second, he was drinking a Mountain Dew, and then he was drinking a Diet Coke, and then he just kept... He had like eight or seven different drinks and anyway, oh it's a good use of your time to go watch it. If hopefully he's maybe, I don't know, can you save Instagram lives on your highlights? I feel like you can. Hopefully he did because it's so good. Anyway, so That's in conclusion, John Mayer's my boyfriend of the week. Okay. <laughs> That's a great pick. Also, he let Andy Cohen join in with him for part of it. I love and their Andy relationship Cohen. is so good. And Andy. <laughs> And John was just really excited because he was like, "This you always get sound bites out of from having me on your show that like make headlines." So I'm gonna have one for you. So he was like, "So Andy, what do you think about Kanye on SNL?" <laughs> and they were just talking about it, and he was like, "I'm so excited! Now there's gonna be some clickbait tomorrow that's like." Andy Cohen breaks his silence on <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> anyway, that's it hilarious. was really funny, and everyone should go watch my new favorite TV show. I need to watch it right now. Also, Wait, so did he? Pre- he didn't pre-record it. No, he literally was even. He said it was going to start at nine, and he it started at like nine oh four because he took a nap and <laughs> didn't wake up in time. <laughs> And then he was like, so we're going to do this every Sunday, except next Sunday, I'm actually going to be busy, so I can't do it. (laughs) And Andy Cohen was like, just like a little tip, like, you should probably get some momentum. So you not doing it next Sunday doesn't really look that good. (laughs) So you have two weeks to watch this last episode before the new one. Yeah, if he saves it. Yeah, which I think he will. It'd be crazy not to. Tune in. so funny. I love this era of John Mayer. Me too. It's so good. And then I get to talk to him on a podcast about TV. (laughs) Did you um, leave him any comments, like, responding to his live? You know, I didn't. I mostly, my roommate did, and I saw her comment in in it. And it was funny. Um, It was just about one of his songs. That's so funny. Gives you an emotion. Gives you an emotion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. (laughs) That's enough. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (sighs) We'll be back next week. (laughs) Sound drunk. I'm like slurring my speech. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)